Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. The Maharaji is on the mountain with a megaphone. Reaching for the secrets and the static on the stereo. Late August, it's just about time for that sport that at least one of us on the show kind of refuses to acknowledge. Uh, but we're we're going to be starting that season without someone who was supposed to play a prominent part. Uh, no, no clever segues or anything like that. It's just it's it's weird. I think we're all three kind of thrown by the unexpected retirement of Andrew Luck. Yes, I was actually at a, a friend's going away party, and I, they, they had been talking about something. I wasn't really sure, and then I came into this this other room where there was a TV and ESPN was on because two Florida teams, a bunch of Florida men, were playing football, and it's <laughs> mid August. But anyways. And there's this thing flashing across the street. It says Andrew Luck is to announce his retirement. And I just started getting really angry in there because, you know, immediately thinking, you know, Jim Ursay talking about the little bone the week before, just totally treating this guy like, oh, you know, this is an investment we made and we're trying to get him back. Like he's some, you know, animal on his farm. And, uh, right. And now he's going out to pasture. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's wild to think about look he's slightly older than us but he's essentially he's our age he's 29 and played in six nfl seasons i believe uh Mm -hmm. maybe yeah that sounds right um and then that's not uh that's not how long a franchise quarterback's career is supposed to last Mm -hmm. um the the point was made on the Levitard show today, which I was listening to on a very crowded bus back from school, um, that Tom Brady has had three of Andrew Luck's careers. Yep. Uh, and he's still going. And that is like, you know, obviously the NFL is the great killer of athletic American men in terms of, you know, churning them up and spitting them out very quickly. I mean, the average NFL career is what, like three years? Um, uh, it, yeah, it's really short. And that even that takes into account players like kickers and quarterbacks who last for a really long time. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, in a way, this shouldn't be surprising when it happens to anyone. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, Andrew Luck is now part of a cohort of, you know, relatively young people who didn't play football for very long before deciding this shit isn't worth it. It's yeah. it's taking a toll on my body. It's taking a toll on my mind. I don't I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Uh Max, you might be interested to hear uh from that very draft that Andrew Luck was in and this really speaks to the the um you know the 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 brevity of these NFL careers. Um the skill position players in the top 10 of that draft were Ryan Tannehill, uh Justin Blackman, Trent Richardson, Robert Griffin the third, 
and Andrew Luck. These are people that are would be seven years into their career right now. And I don't know if Ryan Tanhill is really playing anymore, but he's had some catastrophic injuries. I think um, he's the only one in the league. Yeah, and yeah, well, Robert Griffin, Robert Griffin the third is a backup in in Baltimore, but like not the first one. But he's had multiple horrific injuries, um, and also in there, that's probably the most successful. Well, Andrew Luck aside, but maybe the most successful player on this list, the ninth pick in that draft was Luke Keekley, who has had really scary issues with concussions. Uh-huh. And when you put it in that context, I mean, the thing I think about is. If you don't have to go into the coal mine every day, why would you? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a hard thing to fathom because to do to do what he did to become a, a star NFL player, it requires a, a truly, an unfathomably insane single-minded devotion to football. Yeah. And, and so... I, I was thinking about that a little on the ride home today because uh, naturally, as is the case, whenever uh, an athlete says, uh, my body hurts or uh, I, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm taking this knee because it's about police brutality and not about the, the American flag, uh, lots of people decided to say, yo, you go fuck yourself. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's about what I want it to be about, which is that you are a an entitled, spoiled uh, rich man who's getting paid to play a game, and so you can uh, kiss my ass. Yeah. And, and it happened. Uh, like, it took, what, 90 seconds before people started, you know, uh, it was a Doug Gottlieb. Yes, it Doug was Gottlieb Doug Gottlieb. called it the most millennial thing ever. Yeah, Doug uh, Gottlieb. Speaking of millennial, hey Max, would would credit card fraud? Does that sound pretty millennial to you? Because Doug Gottlieb was there first, <laughs> right? He he said like uh, he said re- uh, retiring because rehabbing is too hard is the most millennial thing to do you could possibly do. And Tori Smith, who is a player who has been active in the conversation about the fact that some shit is not right in our country. Uh, responded and said, hey, man, uh, what would you say about uh, stealing credit cards because working is too hard? Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. (laughs) Uh, And and, and Troy Aikman smacked him down, too. Uh, But, you know, interestingly, in this case, you know, as, as much of a shame as this is, it's actually kind of almost a fitting bookend to Andrew Luck's career. Yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers this from 2012, but, uh, you know, he's a, a white kid who comes from money, mm-hmm. went to Stanford, mm-hmm. and openly expressed that he was interested in other things in his life besides football. Yep. Do you have any idea what people said about Andrew Luck? Ah, maybe he's not un- into the football enough. Maybe yeah. maybe he doesn't have the mind for it. Maybe he doesn't have that single-minded desire to get out there and destroy his body for yeah. our entertainment. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, and- it, it's just it's frustrating because it like this happens. It's so reliable. It happens every time that someone who is employed in sports or entertainment has the gall 
to either talk about the problems that they experience or to stand up for other people that are experiencing problems. And they say, no, you don't get to have problems. You make $20 million. You can go fuck yourself because I don't. And you don't see me complaining about that. So I guess you mentioned some of the immediate reaction and stuff. And I saw some clips like this. And I'm curious, Max, as someone who is very plugged in and has at least one family member extremely plugged into the fantasy life. Well, do you think that that were the immediate reactions a lot of, did you, did you find that there were things of what does this mean to me and my, you know, I drafted him in the sixth round or something. Um, I didn't get that reaction to be fair. I'm not terribly plugged in to off season or preseason NFL. And that family member you mentioned is, is, very far out of the country right now. Um, I I do think that there is probably a, a lot of people, you know, on top of the booing, you're supposed to be my entertaining is like booing. I you're, you're my fantasy player and I, I own you in this mentality yes. of like total dehumanization, no respect for the decision whatsoever. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't even think it's necessarily just sports or entertainment. I mean, I think we've seen this not as much, but even in, in something like politics, where you feel like someone who's in the public sector owes you something, maybe. Yeah. Not, not, not certainly not as much, but it's like, oh, you, you've chosen to dedicate your life to football or, or something, and, and you have to keep doing that, or all of a sudden it's all for naught. I mean, Andrew Luck played for, what did you say, six, seven years, I think? Six years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, I mean, that, six, because he missed a season. Right. So is, is the judgment that millennials change careers too much? Or that he wasn't a strong enough man to, to, to give it his all and play for... Oh, it's I mean, what's, Yeah. I mean, Maybe what he, is... He just wants to change, change careers. That's a millennial thing. So, <laughs> so I, I, I will say, and, and I want to get to this because I think it's a really important juxtaposition. Um, you know, someone asked, which is, which is always a fool's errand, but someone asked uh, Bill Belichick about this today. And Max, what did Bill Belichick say about Andrew Luck's retirement? Oh, I, I'm not sure. What, what does he say? He he said... Uh, He's probably like, what, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, that's basically what he said. And huh. it was so dismissive and so like offensive to this guy who was a great quarterback. And, and you, you'd have to be under a rock, certainly not someone who, whose job is to watch football every day, that... It, that, uh, that you know, that the Patriots had to clarify, quote-unquote, what he meant. Kind of like, you know, another older idiot that we know about in very public settings well they write Uh, each other letters right (laughs) yeah yeah they 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 do it's just the thing is is and this is a character that bill belichick plays and sometimes i think that it might be him which is yes you know he's he's so good at his job and everybody is so reverent of him but this example that he sets uh is that you know you're not doing your job unless it's your life and what Sean you mentioned with Andrew Luck is he kind of said from the start, "This is not my life, and I'm going to have a time after football, after I'm done getting my spleen lacerated and my labrum kidney. torn, and oh, kidney, sorry, my kidney, the thing that processes my blood lacerated, mm-hmm. and and my labrum torn off because I don't because the the group that runs this team it does not really care for my well being, and yeah. uh, and then to add to it, you know, these calf and ankle problems." 
I am going to move beyond that because I have to live a life afterwards. I don't want to be Earl Campbell. So, you know, this Bill Belichick getting up on his his pedestal that people, you know, put Windex on every day and saying, oh, I don't know about this guy. It's just so dismissive and quadruples down on, I think, a really dangerous, toxic mentality. I mean, are, are, are we willing to all stipulate that it's also an obvious fucking lie? I mean, there, there's no there's no way he works in football. There is no way that he didn't get a text or a phone call, to, you know, Saturday night when it happened or Sunday when it was like officially announced, which is when it was supposed to be revealed. Like it, it's a lie. He, he yeah. knew. Oh, he knew. Um, well. But but, but oppression uh, but and these mentalities are bit this this culture is based on on this lie of like you're supposed to play when you're hurt and you know even when you're right. injured maybe yes uh, it, it's you know the 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 desire for single minded lunatic focus extends to all all parts of the organization you we we've built up this picture of coaches as maniacs who sleep in their office you know and and they've got to be eating the tape all the time and like it it you know to a certain extent like it ruined dick vermeil's life like he he stepped down as a head coach when he was 46 and said i I don't see my family like this is it's wrong this is no way to live life and it just like when are we gonna really like you can't you can't I think this is my biggest problem with the the way that that the people react in these situations is that they're they're talking out of both sides of their mouths. They they criticize you know they criticize you wanting to stand up and and have your voice be heard about something because you play a game. Mm-hmm. And then when you say, "Okay, well, uh you know what? Fine. This is just a game. I I don't need this. I don't need to destroy my body for a game. They say no. Why aren't you playing? Like, come on. You you've got to you've got to pick one. Either it's yeah. just a game, or acknowledge that you see it as this real life gladiatorial war, which is is its own fraught set of problems. Yeah. But it just it's so <laughs> it's so upsetting to to think. That that certain people, because of how they make their money, and frankly because of how much money they make for doing the things they do, yeah. are treated like people who are not allowed to have opinions, people who are not allowed to have complex <clears throat> thoughts on something besides how to attack a cover three defense on third and six. Yeah. You know, it's just, it sucks. Yeah. Now, you know, he... Andrew Luck, I think, is is in a particular position that not everybody is, and not everybody is privileged to be in. Um, you know, he he did go to Stanford. He did have other interests. Mm-hmm. You know, he he has you know mentioned a lot of money doing this thing that he's good at. I, I mean, Max, you you are someone who like the other two of us here uh, applied to fancy schools, went to a fancy school. Andrew Luck went to an even fancier school than us, uh, Stanford, and seemingly did well. Is that something that you think about? You know, people think, oh, if you're good at football, you should play football. But if somebody is good and does well at something that took them to Stanford where they did well and graduated, do you necessarily want that person 
playing football when they could be, you know, using whatever that that knowledge they have for for something else? Do you think that comes into the equation at all? The equation? I mean, I don't think as much as we can we can say football is just a game or it's the the most important thing, whatever. I don't think you should delegitimize the players. I don't I don't think he's wasted by playing football. I think he is a human being and he should do whatever he wants is the important thing mm-hmm. there. Um, kind of regardless of where his skills lie. I'm sure that there's plenty of players that could be doing plenty of other things. I mean, to suggest that a football player is only good for football or that the majority of them are is sort of part of that same problem. So yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I'm not well, sure but, but, but we're, we're starting, you know, sort of part and parcel with the creeping earlier and earlier into sports specialization that happens now where you don't have people that are, you know, playing football and baseball and basketball when they're 13 because they've decided on this is my sport. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we've extended this, no, it's not a game, it's a job, it's a way of life, it's a war mentality to college. And so being an athlete in college is your full-time job. And so, like, you know, if you look... maybe it's different at a a school like Stanford, but if you look at the, you know, if you look at the roster at any big 10 sec school, maybe not, I guess maybe not Vanderbilt, but like they have majors listed and all of these guys are doing general studies or kinesiology or sport management. And you're not, you know, we're, we're churning out people who are prepared to do, one thing and it's to play football and so not only is it not a game it's a job we've made it their job since they were fucking teenagers and so you know it's it's god it just it makes me so mad it really does because you know i i wouldn't want you know i wouldn't want someone telling me you know you worked in marketing. You can't talk about anything besides marketing or you're a, you're a journalist. You can't, you know, you don't have standing to talk about anything besides your specific beat because we don't do that to other people. We only, why, why do we only do this to certain segments of the population? I mean, it, it's the, I don't know. I I really think a lot of it comes back to this idea that this person, because you put on this person's jersey or you root for their organization, that all of a sudden you're you're a shareholder in this this whole experience, a stakeholder in this whole experience, and it's it's really unfair. And and I think that you know Max's point about not to lump people in and say, oh, these football players are playing football because it's what they're the best at. I mean, how many of us really do the thing that we're the best at? Um, We do the things that that we do because it makes sense in whatever calculus we have. If it's, this is the thing that puts me in the best position to support my family or myself or or whatever the case may be. But if, if, you know, if you are so if you in your workplace or whatever it is are, are so feeling so kind of stressed out or oppressed or whatever it is that, that you did the, the hurt way outweighs the desire to be there. I can 
you know, that that's what people are doing right now. They're saying, my interest in you playing this game or being on my favorite team or whatever, that matters more than whatever your desire or your pain is. And that's just so inhumane if you think about it in, in that that equation, which is my interests are far outweigh yours and I'm not the one who's dealing with this pain directly. So if you know if you're Dick Vermeil and you walk away or you're a musician who says, you know, this is I can't I can't handle performing anymore. Uh, you know, I can't I shouldn't be telling you what, how you should do your job or, or what so, job. So this has given me a great idea uh, because, frankly, I don't think we're going to fix this area. So what, what if damn what if what if we get similarly insane about everything else? Remember how a, a while back we did the MBA draft? Yes. Uh, I think if people had, you know, fantasy Dow Jones leagues, mm-hmm. people might finally get riled up about CEO pay. Yeah. Maybe this is the answer. Yeah. I, I but but unfortunately we are, you know, you you if you get the new shiny iPhone, you're fine because then you're holding this thing in in your hand. Or if, you right. know, you're a big you know, if you're if you're really into HP computers and you're like, wow, you guys are really taking a turn for the worst. And then you get that product in your hand, something that that you really own. It really is in your hand and it, it becomes yours. With these football players, you're so detached, but people are so fervent about it because they they bought into this idea that I don't know that you rooting for your team is going to make a difference in the outcome of the game. Um, you know, you you carrying a rabbit's foot, you know, or or whatever the case may be is is this this huge thing and i mean people to be passionate is great but yeah i mean at the same time like i will acknowledge that while i i still i think this is ultimately the wrong way to look at it like you know there is a certain sense that when you have a great team or when you have a, a transcendently good player the thing you don't walk out of it with an hp computer or an iphone but you do have the possibility to walk out with the kind of indelible memory that proves to be, you know, priceless. Like, I, I will genuinely in my life, I will never forget uh, until until my memory goes and I'm a, you know, a, an old old man in the grips of senility and or dementia. The Saints winning the Super Bowl when I was a senior in high school or the... Um, or, or I mean, God, or Virginia winning the basketball championship, the you know two months before I, three months before I moved out of Charlottesville, you know, these these things, you know, it, it's a million to one shot that they pay off, but the the way that they pay off leads people to be irrational. It's like a, it's like a lottery ticket, but you know, but more because. You know, you buy a lottery ticket and the drawing is that week and you don't win and then you throw the ticket away. But like, you know, you have this level of hope that lasts and keeps recycling itself. You know, your hope for this season lasts until your team is mathematically eliminated or actually eliminated in the playoffs. But then it resets and said, okay, maybe we'll get it next year. And so like it's... I, th- I think these people – I think the people that criticize Andrew Luck are are wrong. I, I don't think there's any two ways about it. They are wrong, but 
they're they're wrong because sports fandom is irrational lunacy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one the one thing that that occurs to me as we're going over this, and I haven't seen mentioned here, is you know Michael Jordan did retire fewer than ten years into his his initial career, and I I wasn't I wasn't around. Contrary to everyone else my age who remembers that that beautiful time when they were two, but uh, uh, you know I don't I don't think he probably got the same level of crap, even though he was the biggest athlete in the world at the time. I'm pretty sure, and continued well, we, to be. Well, there was an actual conspiracy theory for why he yeah, retired. Yeah, because of gambling. Right. Yeah. That it wasn't actually retirement so much as it was uh, a stealthily covered up one and yeah. a half year suspension for gambling. And the, yeah. the be- so far, the best the best people have been able to muster is that this is a cover for Andrew Luck joining the XFL because his father is mm. an executive in the league. And look, let's be real. That's not going to happen. Or no, he's going to no, do a he, full-time career as a Civil War reenactor. God, you know I what? You. That, Stop it. That 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 joke should should die just like the lost cause ideology. How about oh that? Oh, God. Fair. The joke is dead. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Long live oh, the joke. No. Oh, <laughs> man. No, but, you know, I, I think that time he heals all wounds, and I'll make a really weird analogy here as, as we go up, but... You know, he he's talked about going and traveling the world with his, I believe, his wife. I don't know if he has a broader family than that. And, um, you know, he did get a degree in architectural design. Um, and I think those are things that really interest him. And he's a thoughtful guy who's been on Men in Blazers show three times, among among other things. Wow. Um, but, you know, time does heal all wounds. And I'd point to, this is the weird analogy, Jimmy Carter, not a great president. But since he left the White House incredible human like one of the best humans we've got and you can be like his political career kind of weird kind of squeaky clean after nixon totally get it really bad in the white house ended poorly but you know he has done incredible things and he didn't have to do it in that initial job that you think of him as and so i just hope that andrew luck it you know gets an opportunity to be like, stop booing me because I don't want to get my kidney lacerated again. Let me go do something that I actually care about. Because he certainly uh, has the means now to pursue something. And, so you um, think he's going to run for president 2020? Uh, you oh, know, wow. I think he's I think he's too young, but, you know. He is too young. Who... Who, who, you know, who in this nation is is really limited by the rule of law anymore? Uh, you know. Oh, my God. I mean, it... It's not out of the realm of possibility to think that Andrew Luck is going to run for office some way or someday, but like, you know, for now, can we just let this man live? Can we let him? Can we let him travel the world with his wife? Yeah, can he's we? Got... Can we let him? Can we let him start a family? Can we let him just, you know, can we let him gush about Jack Doyle more? It just it, on his it, own time. What, it depends honestly, how big the web of we is. You know what would be great? Um, you know. Wouldn't it be awesome to have Andrew Luck on Monday Night Football? Uh, I was hoping that they'd end that show since it's so terrible. Apparently, <laughs> I mean that's. Is he okay. going to drive around in the booger mobile? <laughs> He'll be. No. They'll make the booger mobile into like a bicycle powered thing, and Andrew Luck will drive it around. You could, but like you know, you could call him the professor. He could wear tweed coats and dissect I, I X's he... and O's. I hope he never has to do anything with sports ever again. I hope he, he only does it if he really wants to. Sure. 
that that's ultimately what I'm getting at. Why don't why don't we let this man do whatever the fuck he wants for a while? Because I bought his jersey and so I own a piece of his soul. That's why. Because he's on my fantasy team. I don't yeah. know. Never expect people to be as reasonable as you think you are. Oh god. Okay. Now that now that I'm all lathered up about this, let's let's maybe but let's let's move on before I get even angrier and more depressed by American humanity. It's 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 been a rough few years. Um so we will move ahead to Pierce is sorry. Uh what are you apologizing for today? So I, as as you both well know, I am pretty particular about my preparation of coffee. I believe I've written about it on our website before. Um, yes. And I am in a workplace that does offer free coffee, and I don't take that for granted, and sometimes I take advantage of it. But uh, probably a year or so ago, I decided that I was going to start bringing in a a French press, a little tiny French press to, to, you know, the ritual of it is a nice break from work and I go do it. And today I'm apologizing because it was only recently that I realized I had told a terrible fib on an ignorant fib to a coworker who asked one day when I was filling the the coffee, the, the French press with hot water. Uh, they asked if the water was hot enough to to for the French press. It was one of those where you press the hot water thing. And so for over a year, I had been using that and thinking, yeah, it's fine. And I told the person, yeah, it's fine. It works just fine. Let me tell you, recently I discovered that two floors below me, there is an actual uh, like kettle, electric kettle. I'm really sorry that I told this ignorant lie to this person because night and day and i don't know how i didn't notice maybe it was just i was so focused on the rewards of the ritual of making coffee at work but that water is probably you know not more than 150 degrees and it needs to be closer to to 200 and that's quite a market difference yeah so i'm Did sorry you just not you uh, were you not the person who wrote just off the boil did you not yeah. write that for us? Well, I don't know how hot that, that water is, and I also... Do you realize, but do you realize how fucking hot boiling water is? Yeah, it starts not being water anymore and becomes right. gas. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I think this is a deserved apology, because I feel like you could yeah. have spitballed this pretty easily and realized... This is nowhere, like, it's hot. It's nowhere close to, like, melting my skin off. Well, if, you know, if you do the same thing every day, you start to believe the lie of it. That's the human condition. <laughs> so I I was a victim of the own box yeah, of lies that's where I created. You're sorry to I yourself for serving no, yourself no. bad coffee <laughs> for years. That's, that's what really it what it is. Mm. No, this, I mean, this person that you lied to is actually made up. They don't exist. Is my is my is like you know the, the whatever innocence is in me. It's like, are you sure this is fine? Yeah, it's fine. This is what I I do it every day, man. You don't even know. We well, really need I to start know. calling this segment "Pierce is sorry," parentheses to himself. No, the fact that I remembered telling to this to this person who I I don't think I've seen again in the office. I I I I think now that they might have adopted this strategy and are using that thing, and they're like, "It's not that good." And I, you know, just maybe 
the real solution might be to get an electric kettle and bring it into the office. No one might use it, but then it's there. And then I don't have to lie anymore. Or maybe this person felt so betrayed by your uh, your horrible lie that they quit and went to a different company. I mean, the free coffee is pretty bad, so you know that. I mean, that we've, would... we've all we've all worked in offices before. We know that free office coffee tends to be pretty bad, unless yeah. you work at a very specific type of company. So, like, this is not, yeah, this is not foreign territory. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Thank you for that apology. Uh, normal sink hot water is not hot enough uh, for for. I mean, it's one of those pressy. It's one of those pressy things, right? But it came out of the sink. Um, not 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 hot enough. Um, all right, we will close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. Had a lot of things to choose from uh, this week. Finished season two of Mind Hunter, uh, which continues to be an excellent show succession is back and it's really good you know no kind of no matter what your your thoughts about watching tv that tells the story of horrible rich people may be um but uh i I don't don't want to talk about any of those things uh i want to talk about music that i've not only talked about but used as the music on on this show before um i think We've probably all been to concerts at this point and, you know, heard a song that we recognized from a record and there was some sort of solo or instrumental solo or guest vocal or or something that was left out uh, because you couldn't really accomplish it live. Maybe it's because you had like a session musician come in and play a solo and, and they're not out on tour with you. Maybe it's because... Uh, you're you're Metro Boomin, and when you're a producer and you do a show, your whole show is actually just you playing like half a verse from your song, and then playing half a verse from another song. Uh, but uh, I went uh, last week with my brother to go see Alex Leahy at Mystery Oh Music yeah, Hall. Mm-hmm. and uh, we we've used the song. I believe I used the song Don't Be So Hard on Yourself as our music one week, uh, like when the album came out, which was sometime in April. Um, But in that song, there's this kind of raucous sax solo. And I'm thinking, okay, clearly we're not going to get this. Or maybe the like trigger recording, or maybe it's actually the keyboard player playing a sax sound on a a keyboard. Um, No. Alex Leahy put down her guitar and picked up a saxophone and played the damn thing. Uh, And it was incredible. It was so good. It was so fucking cool. And, and, you know, we talked about athletic specialization earlier. Like, it was very cool to see someone say, no, I can do multiple things. I have Mm -hmm. lots of skills. I'm really good at it. I can play the guitar. I can write witty, clever songs. I can assemble a killer all-female touring band. Um, just it was a lot of fun. I, it was the first time I've been to E Street Music Hall, and I love it already. Uh, it's an excellent venue. Uh, so, you know, go see concert. Go see concerts at U Street if you're in the DC area. Go see Alex Leahy wherever she is if you get a chance. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's it, it's fun. Seek out 
seek out unexpected experiences in life because yeah. they're great. That sounds like it's probably the best uh, saxophone played in in DC uh, ever, save the one by a certain person from Hope, Arkansas. I'd imagine. Oh God! Yep. Oh boy! Uh, that's that's not how I expected to end the show, but we are at the end of the show. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod or at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show on your device and podcast app of choice. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or tell a friend about the show because we would love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week after Labor Day to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. Thanks for Yeah.